Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. It is September 8th, and we finally, finally put together a, a green day yesterday as the markets uh, had, a, had a pretty good day, over 1% across the board and more. And we'll talk about that when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. Before we do, though, let's just remind ourselves that there's not a lot of things out in this world that we can control. However, you can control the amount of risk you have in your current portfolio. The problem is you have to know how much risk you need to have and how much risk you do have in order to fix it. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design where we help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. And we got that. We got Dave up next. 5.7 light FM. It's crowded hours. It is sometimes around here, isn't it? 840, I'm not too crowded to get in a look at money and see how Wall Street's treating your IRA and your 401k today. And, well, uh, yesterday it treated it pretty well, and I have no real understanding as to why, unless it was about darn time somebody bought something. Let's uh, go down and check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services and see if he's got a better take on it. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well today. Yeah, yesterday, the first day, we finally, in what, uh, three weeks, we I think we finally get a decent green day. Um, yeah, I can't even can't even figure out why, but boy, was it good. The Dow was up by almost a percent and a half, up 436. S&P was up by almost 2%, up 72. And NASDAQ up 2.1%, up $247. Boy, you'd think happy days were here again, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. And and, and I was thinking that way earlier this morning, but futures have gone back red. I just don't get it. We just can't stay consistent here. Well, I'm kind of wondering whether it's a reaction to all the things that the Fed governors have been saying. I, yeah, my, my tip sheets, they just loaded up with quotes. I mean, everybody heard the uh, Jay Powell speech saying the beatings will continue until morale improves, and we're going to keep raising rates until the job is done. I got a quote from the uh, the, the the vice chair of the Fed, Lael Brainerd, the lady that scared the crap out of all of us when President Biden appointed her. She did a speech yesterday. And she said that profit margins in several industries remain elevated after last year's boom. And uh, she plans on making sure that they have lower margins in the future. Isn't that kind of them? You know, for some reason, I thought we were still in a capitalist um, society. And I didn't think that was the government's realm to start dictating what everybody's profit margins need to be. Uh, you ain't uh, reading enough news uh, lately, brother. <laughs> <laughs> then, then the bozo that runs the Minneapolis Fed, Kashkiri, uh, last week he was uh, he said he igno- he prefers the market reaction we were having a couple of weeks ago after the Fed's July meeting. Uh, he doesn't like the rally that happened right after the July meeting. He much preferred what happened to us in August to see the market go into the tank. And I mean, whoa, whoa, wait a minute here. Uh, the idea isn't to make us all poor, I didn't think, anyway. It definitely seems to be, um, <laughs> you know, based on what the Fed's saying. Because, you know, and, and I think they forget this point. They, they think that only the wealthy people have money in the market. You know, everybody that's got a 401k has money in the market. And, and that's all the way from from the, the little guy working at a shop, you know, that, that's only putting $20, $25 a weekend. To, to the other people that are maxing out their, their 401ks, they all depend on that money for their retirement. And, and you know, it's just, it, 
they forget that. They forget that the little guy has money invested too, and they're hurting them as much as they're hurting anybody else. Well, that's where I get impatient with the notion of when we, whenever we get into the political season and people start talking about greedy stockholders. I'm sorry, I'm poor as a church mouse, but I got a few. You know, I've got a few mutual funds in my IRA, and I've got a, uh, I've got a little, uh, you know, I've got a little annuity set up, and all of them are dependent upon various investments the annuity carrier is making on my behalf in order to get me more money down the line. Yeah, I've got a guarantee, but I'd kind of like to have the annuity beat the guarantee, and that's going to happen when profit margins and stock prices go up. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes me a greedy stockholder, even though I'm, you know, one foot out of the grave financially, but I've got a little, and I. <laughs> I'd kind of like to see it grow a little bit, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd like to see it grow and not go backwards, right? Uh, yeah, it just uh, strikes me as a good idea. I've always said, okay, fine, I moved my investments into some really, really conservative options, and when things tanked down 20%, my uh, you know my IRA was only down 7%, so fine, I I did pretty well because I've invested conservatively, but that also means I don't have quite the upside risk, so when everything tanks, my upside risk kind of goes to heck as well. And I don't really like hearing that coming out of my Federal Reserve. Exactly. They, they really, yeah, yeah, well, we bash on them all the time because they deserve this it. The, yeah, this isn't the talk radio station, but you and I could get into that in a hurry, couldn't we? We really could, Start, yes, sir. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, it looks like yesterday was kind of a thumb in the eye of the Federal Reserve people that were saying, hey, sell stocks. We don't like you guys anymore because we sure went up. Uh, start out this morning, and I'm afraid we're looking at another good news, bad news situation because the uh, job market looks, uh, well, let's just say pretty doggone healthy. We had the best initial jobless claims number out in something like eight months, 222,000, almost 20,000 less than the market expected. And the uh, continuing claims is still holding just incredibly steady at 1.47 million. We've still got a heck of a lot more jobs out there than we have people that are claiming unemployment. So, you know, the employment market is still nice and hot. That ought to give Jay Powell reason to whack us with a, what do you figure, percent and a half increase at the end of the month? <laughs> let's just let's just double the expectation, right? Y yeah, you know, I mean, I was reading an article today, they, you know, that three quarters of a percent seems to be the number and but we keep getting good news which is not going to help the fed um keep that rate i mean i would not be um well i would still be surprised if they raise it one percent that would but but it it could i mean it's definitely a lot of good news is coming out and based on the rhetoric we're getting from the fed um i'm sure that a lot of them are voting for one percent yeah, and that's that's the thing, and the, the th and I guess that's heartening because neither one of us really saw much meat out of the uh, open market committee meeting minutes that were released at two p.m. yesterday afternoon. What I've been able to glean is that basically there were no surprises in it. The market pretty much looked at it, said, eh, "Okay," paused for a minute to read the high points, and kept on going up. So, thing there were no surprises in that, which kind of tells me that. If three quarters of a percent is expected, we kind of sort of have baked that in. Yeah, and I got a news tip this morning that said the European bank, they raised their interest rate three quarters of a point uh, overnight. And that would also tend to confirm that very least since, you know, these bankers do talk, that's kind of sort of where our guys are thinking as well. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and you know, let's remember they started at a minus a half a point this year, and so now they're up to uh, three quarters of a percent. They actually, yeah. <laughs> at the, 
at this point in time, about the only country that's doing stimulus and reducing interest rates is China. And uh, we were talking about them before we went on the air, that uh, they're still doing COVID lockdowns. And that kind of explains, and I've been guessing for a while, that that's probably why we've been seeing a decrease in the price of oil, because of expectations of lower demand. And China's uh, growth rate is still not what they want it to be. And uh, you, you've, you've read that they, they still have, you know, expanding and continuing their COVID lockdowns, right? I did. I saw an article that, that really was talking about oil, but but the reason they're saying that oil prices continue to go down is a, a demand issue, that the demand coming out of China just continues to fall as they they really continue to lock down things because of COVID. Um, and I know and I know that across the pond over in Europe, the first official act basically that uh, the new prime minister in Great Britain did was she put a cap on energy prices. So there's a price cap on them, uh, which also could at least warp the supply demand curve a little bit. Yeah. And so we continue to watch the things in, in, in China. And, and you know, it, it does affect oil prices, obviously, but it also affects other things, right? Because that's a, a main source of our supply chain when it comes to a lot of stuff, right? And so if they're still locking down and closing manufacturing and, you know, it just gives credence that we're going to have a long haul before we get the supply chain issue thing fixed. And you got to wonder why China doesn't just do like the United States and, and just let's run, you know, let's get through it. Let's do what we need to do. Let's free our people and uh, let's get back to work whatever it takes. Um, you know, I mean, we've managed through it. Why, why can't other countries, why can't China manage through like we have? Yeah, no government, no, no expert on Chinese culture or for that matter, the mechanics over there. I got to assume it's simply as much as anything as the population is so doggone dense over there that a small outbreak is more dangerous in their eyes than it would be even in our eyes. I mean, we're not exactly... Uh, we're not exactly, you know, sparsely populated over here in the States, but compared to China, we're a desert. Yeah, I guess so. That's, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's just, just a wild guess, but it makes some sense. I suppose they have a reason for overcaution, but I think all of us would probably agree it's an overreaction. Nevertheless, uh, it was a weird day yesterday because based upon all the stimulus coming out of the Federal Reserve, things should have gone down, but they went up and we're awful darned happy they did. Have we got any reports this morning that can give us any uh, stimulus to buying something today on Wall Street? We got a couple of things that came out. There's a company called Asana, and um, it's a communication software company. And, and I've heard of them. A lot of people use Asana to put things together. Um, and, and they had a really good quarter. They beat on their top and bottom line. Um, they, uh, they came in like they were expected to lose. 34 cents a share on revenue of like 135 million. Um, but they, they came in a lot better than that. So they're actually, man, they're killing it this morning. They're up 24%. Ooh, I got to say, I'm unfamiliar with them. What kind of, what kind of industry do they service? They're, um, so they, they're a platform that companies can use so they can kind of communicate across large areas okay. um, and, and do like project management type stuff um, and, and those type of things. They're probably one of the first companies to do that. They're, they're like a Slack or um, even okay. teams on Microsoft office. 
but but Asana was I, I think it was probably one of the first companies to to get into that type of okay. software decentralized um, project management stuff. Yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. Um, then we had American Eagles report overnight, and mm-hmm. they uh, well not so good for them. Uh, they uh, they missed earnings by nine cents a quarter. Uh, revenue was a little down. They, they continue to have a rough time. They're having to increase promotions to get people to buy their stuff. Um, so they're trading down about 12% this morning. Actually, right now, they would open at a new 52-week low. Ooh. Yeah. Well, let's look for some more good news, shall we? I can't find any, Dave. The last one I have for you today is Dave and Buster's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dave and the Buster's. guys. Yeah, well, the, the game, the, you know, the game place where you get, yeah. you know, the arcade bar. Um, yep. They they did post better than expected quarterly revenue um, on the top line, but I um, assume they didn't quite make it on the bottom line. Their same store sales beat expectations. So I'm not sure where the little miss is for them because they're trading down 3% this morning. Um hmm. Yeah, I'm just not sure. I can't see it in any of the reports I'm reading, but there must be something in between the, the pages there that uh, the traders aren't liking. I bet if some of their stockholders are reading the same tip sheets I am, and <laughs> I'm I'm honked off of the Fed this morning. Resetting the table, resetting the table. It was a good up day yesterday on Wall Street. Uh, I'm seeing changes in color even as I speak on my uh, and my delayed quotes. Philip, 45 minutes early. Where are we going so far? So we got some red ink this morning to start the day. Not not a lot, but but still red nonetheless. The Dow. Right now is down a tenth of a percent. The S&P 500 is down almost a quarter of a percent. And the NASDAQ 100 is down almost a half a percent. So everything is uh, is definitely in the red. If I look on the other side of the coin, the commodities front, we got silver actually back up eight tenths of a percent. Uh, gold is flat. Crude oil is up almost one percent, $82.69 a barrel right now. But that's a pretty substantial decrease from yesterday when we get down into the two at the end of the eighty-two dollar numbers. So that expectation of lower demand out of China is definitely pushing the world prices down. Absolutely, yes, it really oh, is. Holy crud! The Brent crude, which always runs five six dollars more, it's under eighty. It's under eighty-nine dollars this morning. Yeah. That borders on the amazing. World markets mixed bag in China. Japan was up markedly at the end of the day at 6 a.m. this morning. The rest of the uh, markets on the Asian rim mostly off by a bit. Europe is just kind of frittering either side of the zero mark. England is flat, dead, even at zero this morning, to give you an idea. German markets are off by a bit halfway through their day. Trying to figure out where to go, we get stimulus from the Fed that says sell and everybody buys. I can't figure out what's going on. That's a weird way to try to count on retirement. How do I find you to get a plan I can count on, Philip? Yeah, that's one of the reasons we developed the core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of, watching out for the amount of risk they really should have in their portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. To schedule your core retirement design session. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning on Light. Thank you so much, Philip. We'll see you then, all right? All right, buddy. Have a great day.
You too. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Again, folks, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope your week is going well. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.